it's been uh, really interesting, you know, doing the tent of meeting. Uh, it's very interesting. I, I would say for the first, um, you know, first couple years of COVID, uh, when we were still in the sanctuary, it was, uh, I, I feel like people were di- <laughs> really discouraged and everyone was upset. But the strangest thing happened uh, in, the, in the fifth year of COVID-19, when we constructed the tent of meeting. Um, there's something, something special and, and I think God's spirit poured out in some really interesting ways. And I've just sensed a lot of joy from people, uh, in, in, in obviously uncomfortable circumstances. And, um, I, I just, we've, we've been so blessed to see so many different people like step up and, 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 you know, put the sweat equity into making this all happen. And it's, and then on top of that to see like, you know, fresh life, um, developing and 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 now with the engagement of ryan and hannah it's so exciting um so i i first i'm not sure what to make of it um i'd like to get back to the sanctuary because i'm really hot um but i think this is where god wants us right now and and that's that's cool this is uh this is the apostle paul speaking to uh the church in philippi it's my translation. So listen, beloved, my brothers and sisters for whom I long, hold fast to the Lord, beloved. I'm begging Euodia and I'm begging Syntyche to see, the th- see things the same way in the Lord. And yes, I beg you too, low-flying helicopter from the Marine Corps Air Station. Uh, yes, I beg you too, true comrade. Help these women who, along with Clement and the rest of my co-laborers whose names are in the book of life, battled with me for the gospel. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Make it so that all people come to recognize your gentle spirit. The Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything. Instead, in every situation, gratefully let God know your needs through prayer and petition. And what's going to happen is this. The peace of God, which goes beyond all our ability to make sense of things, will guard your hearts and thoughts in Christ Jesus. If you've been in church a long time, you probably recognize those uh, last two verses. You might remember it going, um, Be anxious for nothing, but in all things, through prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will... Guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Yes. Yeah, it's a wanna. It's been a long time. I'm I'm a long time graduate. Um, and it's uh, I, I think in some ways it's uh, it's it's been it's a little misleading um, the way that we we use this text. And and honestly, the whole thing, the whole the whole section, the whole text, uh, it, it really needs some context. And here's what I'm going to suggest to you. I'm going to suggest to you that that really to understand. All of this, what Paul's saying, this is his final kind of words to church in Philippi. We need to understand that the most important words in this text uh, come from the end of verse 5. And I've highlighted it for you. It says, the Lord is near. The Lord is near. That word near, uh, it can mean physical proximity, but it usually means at hand, right around the corner, really close. And I think what we misunderstand about Paul is that, and, and the early church in general, is that they just have a, this, this kind of, well, they, they think of the coming of the Lord as happening really soon, and they think of it in terms 
of an engagement. Uh, you can go through the, the, the New Testament and over and over one of the strongest, most commonly used metaphors to talk about the Jesus coming back and the church meeting Jesus is a wedding. It's, it's an engagement. And so right now, the church, we live in a time of engagement. And so Ryan and Hannah, you're entering into a symbol right now. You've entered into a symbol, something that points to the way that we as the church are supposed to be thinking about the return of Jesus. And that's uh, the first thing in your note sheets. It's that uh, the New Testament imagines the church as engaged to Christ. But here's the thing. Unlike Ryan and Hannah's wedding, which is going to be on December 12th, we don't know the date of our wedding with Jesus. We don't know the date. This, is, uh, this makes things very strange for the church. It makes things odd for us. Because it's not like you know, the world where what you do now is you, you live together for a couple of years, then you get engaged, you're engaged for a couple of years, then you set a date. If you are if anyone's fans of The Office, right? remember at the very beginning of that series, Pam, the receptionist, is in a relationship with Roy, and, and they've been living together, and they're engaged, but there's really no, no wedding in sight. It's just an endless, endless engagement, and that brings a lot of distress and confusion for her. But it's not that. So it's, it's, not, it's not that, the, that there's, there's no end in sight. That No, in, in fact, it's, it's that the only person who knows the date of the wedding is God. And yet, and yet, Paul constantly says, and the church lives in this expectation, that the Lord is at hand. The wedding is coming soon. Very soon. That's the first thing you're note sheets. The wedding date is very soon. And if you have that context and that mindset and you reapproach this text, I think we're going to get to uh, see some things in some new perspectives. So let's uh, look at the next section where the, uh, Euodia and Syntyche are fighting. So listen, beloved, my brothers and sisters for whom I long, hold fast to the Lord. I'm begging Euodia, and I'm begging Syntyche, Paul says the begging twice, uh, to see things the same way in the Lord. They're at loggerheads. They're, they're fighting. In fact, the, the language of, of battle and is, is, is deep in this text. Uh, you even notice Paul talks to his true comrade, right? It's like a comrade in arms. It's that, it's that word. In fact, if you want to speculate, a lot of people think the true comrade that Paul's talking to is, is Luke, the author of Luke and Acts. We know that, uh, that Luke was with Paul in Acts, and, he, and Paul dropped him off in Philippi, where he kind of supported that church. So it's very possible that, uh, that Paul's telling Luke and Clement, uh, guys, can you please make sure these women, they're, they're like, they're, they're, they're upset with each other. We do know that in the early church, uh, women had uh, positions of, of leadership, and Paul comes to be very skeptical about that, uh, he, probably because of situations like this. But think about the language that he uses. He's like, he's like, Yoda and Sinsuke, you're fighting each other. You used to fight with me. You used to fight on my side for the gospel. You battled me. You struggled for the gospel. Going on in the text, notice that Paul's like, he's like, let your gentleness be seen by everyone. Let everyone come to recognize you as gentle people. The people in Philippi, they were in a, in a, in a, in a context where they were oppressed and, the, and they, they, the Roman Empire was their enemy. And a lot of them wanted to like, you know, just kind of shove it in the face of the empire and say, we don't belong to you. We're not, we're, but Paul's saying, guys, guys, don't, don't be so combative. You don't need to do that. Instead, let everyone see that you're gentle. You're, be non-threatening. 
Why? What's so important about Yodia and Syntyche getting along? They were very likely maybe wealthy patronesses of the church and, and obviously evangelists with Paul at some point. Why is it so important for them to get along? Why is it so important for the church to be gentle in the face of a hostile, oppressive government rather than combative? Well, it's, all, it's, it's no different than before you get engaged. What matters before you are engaged? What are the things that matter? Fast cars. Fast cars matter before you're engaged. I remember when Scott, I remember when Scott bought an Acura NSX. It was a terrible waste of money because he was stupid. And he did that. Why did he do that? Because he had disposable income and nothing to do with it other than to waste it on himself. And so he had this really fast car. Another thing that, that is really important before you get engaged is gaming night with the boys. All the guys are getting together playing. For me, it was like Nintendo 64 in high school, right? And we were, we were all shooting each other and Goldeneye wishing that we had girlfriends. What's important? It's important to go to the coolest show, the best new, you know, band. And to, it's important to be cool. You remember old people when you used to be cool? You remember? That's one of the reasons you have to get married before you get out of your 20s. Because your, your cool factor starts to plummet once you hit the... Th- and there's nothing you can do to stop it. Ryan and Hannah, once you get engaged... Things change. Your priorities change, right? What's important now? Things like being able to afford an apartment, right? Uh, what else? Um, what do I have on there? Oh, yeah. Uh, fit, you know, getting your wedding all planned out. Wedding dress, right? I mean, that's a big deal. Uh, and your monthly budget. Uh, you probably should have a monthly budget. I mean, you might just want to throw things on the credit card for a year or two, see how that works for you. And then, and then decide you need to budget. Most importantly, you need to start right now looking for your first dog. <laughs> because, why? Because, because right now you're thinking, it's too early to have kids. We want to do like a test drive. That's what your dog is for. It's so that you can start to see what it's like to be responsible for somebody else. But you, don't, don't go the way of the world, though. They just stick with dogs, and they talk about having their, like, pet children. That's stupid. That, that's people who just aren't growing up. Don't, you, you're better than that. Well, the, the point is, is that once you enter into an engagement, you enter into a new part of your life, a part of your life where your priorities dramatically change. Right? What once seemed to matter so much no longer matters, and the things that you never thought about before become absolutely critically important. Before the church gets engaged to Jesus, it makes sense for Yodia and Syntyche to be at odds to see who's more influential and who's richer and who comes in in, in the right place of power. But if they're really getting ready for their wedding day, they need to set that stuff aside and get back to the real stuff, battling for the gospel, not battling for each other. Battling to see people saved, not battling to see who's the best. And similarly, the, the, the people in Philippi who are just mad and they want to fight and they, they, they're upset about the way the government's treating them. They're, Paul's like, guys, don't worry about the government. Rome's going to do what Rome's going to do. Philippi's going to do what Philippi's going to do. Get ready for the wedding. 
Let, focus on what Jesus wants you to be so that when he comes, you're going to be ready for him. And then what does Paul say? He, said, he says, uh, rejoice always. I'll say it again. Rejoice! It's been pretty tough to rejoice over the last, what did we say? It was five years of COVID. It's been, it's been tough. It's been tough to... But what's Paul thinking about? See, Paul understands, and the church in Philippi understands, that if you've got an engagement, that means you've got a wedding coming up. And that's really exciting. I mean, I think, you know, Ryan and Hannah, right now, you've got to be planning, or starting to think about planning, like, it's just a few months away. Like, what's it going to look like? And I, I actually did a little research to let you know. Um, some, so there's a few things that you should be aware of. Uh, number one, there's a brand new way of dancing in the era of COVID-19. It's been pioneered by the Dutch. And the Dutch, uh, they, they, set up, they set up chairs six feet away from each other in the dance club. And everyone sits down and goes like this. Because they don't want to spread the disease. You might not, well, you're going to have to work on your mask kissing. Right? That's a big deal now because we don't want to, we've got to be careful. And so you put your mask on. And so it, uh, Kira and Mindy, hey, what's up, guys? What, I mean, are you comfortable doing a mask kiss? Not comfortable. Oh, they did it. Oh, you guys missed it. That was awesome. The mask, that can be you on December 12th. I now pronounce you husband and wife mask kiss. Where, where's my pictures? I forget all the other stuff I had. Your, the things fell apart. Not on mine. What else do I have on there? Oh, the honeymoon, right. One of the cool things about COVID is that once you, first off, you have to quarantine before your, your, your honeymoon. And then if you're on the right cruise ship, you're going to stay on the cruise ship for like a month <laughs> while they let everyone die. Uh, and then you, so it's like an extra long time. It's fun. Obviously, you know, I get it. But the, the point is this. The point is, when you're engaged, when you have a wedding come up, there's always a reason to be excited. It doesn't matter how crappy things look right now. It doesn't matter that, I mean, and I'm not denying the fact that a lot of us have some really horrible things going on in life. There's, there's fear about disease. There's total devastation to uh, business and economy. There's super... Uh, I'm not going to lie to you, I, the, the, st- the stats are in, and domestic abuse has skyrocketed since this has happened. I, relationships are strained in a lot of cases. So there's all these really terrifying, awful, real things going on. But, but Paul says, if you remember that your wedding's coming up, it's coming really soon. You're going you're gonna to finally be with Jesus. If, if, you, if you focus on that, there's always a reason. There's always a reason to say, praise God. The victory is at hand. It's right around the corner. Jesus is right around the corner. Let's see uh, next thing in your note sheets. Wait, how many things? Did I, I think I skipped some stuff. Oh yeah, number two. The engaged change their perspective on what is big time. So once you get engaged, you focus on what's big time. It changes. Second, 
or number three, the engaged are always anticipating the big day. When you're engaged, you're looking forward to the big day. If we go back to the text, uh, the, the part that's so famous about not being anxious, not worrying about anything. Paul's echoing uh, Jesus here when Jesus says, don't worry about you know, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. Jesus, in the, in the New Testament, um, merimnao, the, the word for anxious, it only really gets used to talk about things that are like life and death. Okay, it's it's always the, the the concerns of people in the ancient world typically were about like, am, am I going to have food to eat? Am I going to be able to survive and make money? Am I is my family going to fall apart? Am I going to have shelter? And am I going to have something to wear? It's big time stuff. It's it's the big stuff of life. And what, when Paul says, don't be anxious, one of the most important things to remember is he's not saying not saying don't be anxious, Liz. He's not saying, don't be anxious, Nick. Don't be anxious, Lloyd. Don't be anxious, Mark. These are, this is a plural verb. He's saying, don't be anxious, church. All y'all together. And so he, he's talking to everybody in the church, not just one or two people. And we know that he can talk to one or pe- two people. He did just a second ago when he talked to Yo- Yodia and Syntyche. So we know that he can do that. It's important to recognize when he says, don't worry, he's talking about the whole community of faith. You as a community of faith, don't worry about the big stuff, the big things. And there's even a promise, Right? If you do it right, if you if you pray if you pray and, and you and you set up a petition with God, you're gonna see peace come on you. You're gonna recognize your your, your mindset's gonna change. Except that's obviously not true. How many times have I uh, had somebody come up to me and say, I got laid off. And I don't know what's going to happen next. How many times has there been someone who's like, this relationship is crumbling and I don't know how to, I don't know if it's going to come back. And, And I'm not sleeping. And I can't stop thinking about it. I don't know what I should do about my kids. I don't know what I should do about this business. I, 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 it consumes my thoughts. You see, the next thing they say when, when it comes to me is, they're like, look, I, I'm praying, I'm asking God, but I just don't see anything. I don't see what's happening. I don't, I, it's not like I'm not giving this over to Jesus. I am. So how come I'm still so stressed when Aaron and I were engaged um, we both came as uh, incredibly flawed people uh, together and I mean we're still incredibly flawed people but we we came together with um, different types of insecurities Right. Um, I, I know Aaron wouldn't mind me sharing that, that money was like a really big thing for her. 
um, based on some of her past experiences, she hadn't been able to depend on um, always having resources. And so money was just, it was, she was always, always scared about it. And I'm exactly the opposite. And not because I'm like some great saver, but because my parents had just basically made sure I was taken care of my entire life. But what, and, and there are many bad things about that because <laughs> at a certain point you've got to grow up and like, you know, cut the, cut the chains. Um, but one thing that was interesting is that, that during the engagement, um, my confidence and my uh, just totally like, no, no, it's going to be fine. I remember so many times saying, honey, look, let's just say everything falls apart. By the way, she was, uh, she was uh, um, laid off three weeks before a wedding. Awesome. Um, and, and I was, you know, starting a PhD program with very little in the way of, of you know, money, income, expectations of anything like that. And, and I remember her being like, like just so terrified and being like, well, this is everything's going to fall apart. I'm like, Aaron, relax. Worst comes to worst, we just move in with my parents. We just move in with my parents. They pay for everything. Honey, it's been going for 28 years. You think it's going to quit now? Absolutely not. There's nothing they would like more than just to fund your lifestyle too. That's why they wake up in the morning so they can make money to make me happy. Welcome to the party, Air Bear. It's going to be fine. That's true, by the way. <laughs> like, I'm not exactly in those words, but pretty much, pretty much that was how I felt. And, and I'm not, and obviously that was wrong in, in a lot of ways, but, but there, was a, there was a truth to it in that I had seen God's faithfulness with finances all my life. I'd seen it. I'd seen it with my parents. I remember there were times when they were flushed. There were times when they were, you know, scrounging. But God was always faithful. And so I knew, because of that experience, that God was going to be faithful with our finances too. And yeah, it was going to be crazy and hard. We're going to have to make some big changes, and it wasn't going to get sorted out immediately. But I knew, because of the way I'd seen God function in my life and the life of this church, that it was going to be okay. That didn't solve Aaron's problem. She was still worried. But she, over time, began to kind of siphon off my confidence. And the thing is, when you're engaged, all the big things, all the big stuff starts to, you start to have to confront it with each other, right? And some of it's good, some of it's bad, but you start to deal with it as a couple. And you start to lean on each other, right? So, you know, Ryan, I, I don't know what you're... Ryan doesn't have insecurities, neither does Hannah. They're basically perfect people. And also super mature for their age. Uh, For the record, I don't recommend anyone getting married at like 22, unless you're Ryan Gates. The man is like, he's like a 55-year-old in a a 22-year-old's body. I, I, I should go to him for advice on how to, how to save for the future. He's already got a plan to get a house. I'll never have a house. Uh, so I, all I'm saying is that you guys are solid, and so this doesn't apply to you. But most people, when we get engaged... We start having to lean on each other and we have to start in, you know, trusting each other. And if we trust each other in these little things and we see that God is faithful, then we start to lose some of that anxiety. We start to set aside those concerns and fears because we see time and time again that God's walking with us and he remains faithful even when it looks like there's no hope. 
When Paul says, yo, church in Philippi, don't be anxious about anything, what he's saying is, I know there's going to be people in the church who are worried about things, about being able to have kids, about making sure that you're paying for stuff, that, that you can eat and, and, and have shelter. I know that there are going to be people who are worried about those things. But as a church, as a whole, if you, church, kind of come alongside them in the midst of their anxiety in the midst of their concern, and you join with them in praying and making petitions to God and saying, God, please come and help and show what you can do. What's going to happen is over time, they're going to see the same peace that you have in your lives, and it's going to start coming to them. This is really important because Paul does say the peace of God surpasses all understanding. Whereas I have it, um, you know, it goes beyond all our ability to make sense of things. And that's really, the be- I would say, a better way to think about it. It's that if someone, co- uh, so many times someone comes, I lost my job, I got laid off, I don't know how we're going to pay the mortgage. It's so funny. I never worry. I'm not worried. He's worried. He's stressed out. I'm cool. Because I've seen it over and over and over again that when we pray and when we remain faithful, God shows up in weird, unexpected ways and God makes it right. I, I can't make sense of how that's going to work out. I can't tell you the five-point plan to, to fix your life. I, can't, it, I, I don't know. It's beyond my ability to understand how God works things out. But I have it. I have that peace because I've seen it over and over and over again. And you may be anxious right now, but you're going to join the rest of us when you see that God is faithful to you too. And so we as a church, during our engagement, we, we start trusting God with the big things. It's so important at the end that Paul says, in Christ Jesus. Guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Uh, He thinks of being in Christ as a communal thing where we all share in in, in the gifts that Christ gives us. We all share as part of his body. And so we, as as the bride of Christ, we're in him. And and we're we're going, we're beginning to trust God in in, in the bigger things. Bigger and bigger and bigger. And God continues to be faithful. And so the peace... The sense that all will be well just expands throughout the community over time. And, and the more we go, Ryan and Hannah, it's, it's, the more you spend time together, you know, that you get closer and closer to the big day. The more that you put that trust in each other and you see each other be faithful and work it out, the more excited you get for the big day. Because you're like, oh my gosh. This person who's able to do these things has been faithful, and and man, I get to be with him forever. And church, it's the same thing with us and Jesus. We keep getting known better. We keep seeing him be faithful. And every time that happens, we're like, can't wait for the wedding. It's going to be so good. And the cares of the world, they slip aside. And what we used to think was important about having influence and power 
and money. It becomes less important and the gospel becomes more important. And the anticipation and the joy and the excitement builds and builds and builds. Because we're engaged. Brothers and sisters, let us as a community remember our engagement. Let us remember that our wedding day is coming very soon. And because it's coming very soon, our the things that the, the stuff that we think is big time needs to change. Gospel, gentleness, those are the things that need to expand. Jostling and fighting, lack of peace needs to go away. And as we get excited about the big day, let's imagine together and always have a reason to rejoice, knowing that something greater is coming. It's right around the corner. Let's get ready for the big day. And let's increase in our ability to trust God with the big stuff. The big time, the big day, the big stuff. Let's pray. Gracious God and Father, we thank you for all the resources you've given us and the ability to be here outdoors and, and still worship you. We thank you for the breeze on this field. Thank you for all the hands that have come together to put up this tent and, and weekly get the AV worked out and the stage set up and all so that we could gather and, and worship you. And God, I pray that we as a church community will remember that we're looking forward to being with you forever. And that our wedding day means that we don't need to be concerned with what we used to think is big time important, but instead, um, it really isn't. That we always have a cause to rejoice, knowing that no matter how bad things are here and how screwed up, that our big day with you is coming. And that even in the midst of, of fear and concern about all the, the big things of life, the big stuff, God, that, that as we as a community walk through that together, we'll see you be faithful over and over, and that will only increase our excitement to be with you. Thank you for your kindness and your graciousness and your goodness in Christ Jesus. May we look forward to our big day with him. In his name we pray, amen.